Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 209, recorded live on Sunday, June 12, 2011. And here are your hosts, the man who had to go to the airport this morning, Dave Play. Hello. The man who had to get his morning cup of coffee, Andy Lowe. Hi. And the man who had to get a donut, Bert Toast. Hello. Would you prefer Bert Toast or Toast or... Uh, let's let's go with toast. We'll we'll keep okay. it uh, light and fluffy we, this morning. Have we had toast on before? I don't believe we've had toast on before. Oh. Yeah, I think this is my first time. All right, podcast virgin. How cute. <laughs> toast was a fine gentleman that we met at PAX two years ago, three years ago. I think it was a couple years ago. PAX East, actually. Yes, I met you at PAX East 2010, the first one. Yep. And I ended up being in your room group. Uh, what I, so I'm originally from Massachusetts, north of Boston, and was planning on staying with a bunch of friends to check out PAX. I had just joined the PAX IRC community and had you know, heard inklings of past, of, of past PAXs in Seattle uh, while in my days of college, but of course never had time for it. And now that it was on our fair coast, I was able to uh, check it out. But my plans of where to stay kind of fell out at the last moment. Moment, and I ended up rooming with Theta as well as Mo. And that was my first experience with the PAX community. And it was an overall enjoyable time. And you, as you can see, I've been going to more recent PAXs and engaging in more community affairs. So You was the, what I would call the glue of the... Uh Salmon Security Force. Ah, uh, yes, our uh, one of our infamous PAX pranks, which we did over the years. Oh. So, if those of us who remember from our PAX recap episode, that we talked about the Salmon Security Force, Toast was a major player in that. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a lot of fun organizing. It sure took a lot of work, but I had a lot of help and assistance from um, you know Tony and Johnny Nero and, and just various other people. So it wasn't just a one man show. It was a a whole slew of individuals making it come together. Oh, he's humble too. <laughs> and we do have some future madness planned for this coming path. So if you are going to be an attendee there, keep an eye out. Awesome. I wish I could. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of funny. He was talking about, yeah, it was too busy with college to go to PAX. Now it's, for us, it was the other way around. It was College was when we could go to PAX. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny. I, I do have a bit more free time now, but my free time now seems to be dominated by doing various, you know, uh, PAX-related events, you know, either doing podcasts or preparing for pranks or, you know, or, and, and now I'm actually an enforcer as well. Oh, moving so up in the world. I guess so. <laughs> Men in black. Yeah, I enforced at last PAX uh, East. Oh, By the so way, did you, were... you guys hear of, of our prank for last PAX East? Was it the ninjas? Yes, it was ninjas. Um, and, and so I, I was actually right now working on finishing up the recap so we could start recruiting for the next one. But the prank which we did for PAX East was called Ninja Delivery Service. And basically, we it was a part and parcel an emulation of Ninja Burger, if you've heard of that, where they where ninjas deliver food to people. Um, but it was also a but it was also just having ninjas infiltrating the convention center, doing odd things. So at a point, we had I think an all ninja rock band group doing kung fu fighting, and we had you know ninjas doing dance dance revolution. Um, but for our big for our big all-out ninja groups, we had like a group of ninjas with a delivery bag full of, you know, we had business cards, we had shirts, we had fake food, uh, like squishy to- toys, and we delivered them to some unsuspecting participants. And, and for the theater portion, we actually delivered real food to like Gabe and Tycho on stage um, as, as a part of everything else. But it, it went really well. It was pretty hilarious. Um, I guess one one specific scene which I remember is... You know, you've, we've got like a bunch of, a group of, you know, 10, 15 ninjas, depending on, on the circumstances. And at one point when we gathered in the hotel, we decide, hey, let's go to the top floor in the elevator and start coming down. And, and hopefully at some point, someone's going to stop the elevator and just see a group of ninjas there. And what ended up happening is we went up and it must have been on like the 15th floor when we were coming back down. 
someone opened the elevator with their uh, uh it looked like a couple and the you know they both jumped back laughed and the guy actually ran away <laughs> he just started sprinting down the hall um, oh, God. exactly his fiance stood there taking pictures and we of course held the elevator open and waited for him to come back and we all went down but it was it was pretty amusing. It was definitely uh, a highlight to the event. Things you just don't expect to see in an elevator. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, more interesting things planned for the future. So hopefully we'll keep at it. I remember one time just sticking chairs in the elevator. <laughs> so they, I was just in one of the chairs because I was bored at the time. And so I was just, oh, I'll put a couple other chairs in here. So people will come in and be like, oh, what floor do you want? Oh, please have a seat while we uh, travel. <laughs> Hilarious. <sighs> yeah, so, I can't, yeah, I can't figure out how to segue from ninjas in an elevator. Ninjas in an elevator. <laughs> there really isn't any segue from that, Andy. <laughs> no, no. So E3 happened. Yes, yeah. it did. This past week, and the Worldwide Developer Conference happened. It did? Ah, oh, crap. I knew I forgot about something. <laughs> Way to go, Andy. <laughs> yeah, Apple had their June conference. Yeah, so I, I knew about the Apple conference, and actually one of my um, one of my really good friends is a developer now for them, doing apps and stuff. And so he, of course, was there trying to text me about it. But for some reason this year, the collision of, of E3 with the developer conference, just E3 just seemed to overwhelm it, in, at least in my mind. Well, and maybe mm-hmm. tends to every year. Yeah, I guess so. But I think it was also probably a, a part, portion of it was, you know, there was a chance for having a new Wii console, but there was also the whole Sony affair, which had been ongoing, and to see what they were going to say. So I think there are a lot of reasons this year that made it a bit more compelling. That and the fact that it literally was the same week. Yeah. Sometimes there there isn't as much of an overlap, but this one, it was literally, WWDC was Monday through Friday, and E3 was Tuesday through Thursday, but there was also stuff happening on Monday. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, there was a WWDC? Yeah, I didn't even know. Yeah, and funny enough, I, I think Monday was the uh, uh, same time or Microsoft had their opening conference or their opening session, I, I believe you call it. They're, you know, where they're on stage and they have their big keynote. press conference. Exactly, the keynote, right? And I think that may have also collided with Apple's keynote, which is an interesting thing. Uh, I don't know if it collided. It was certainly the same day. Same day, okay. And if it was same time. Well, let's see. WWDC Keynote 2011. What time was it at? Uh, come on, Apple website. <laughs> I think on the same day was also another Keynote. Um, Sony's was that? Keynote. Was yeah. Sony's, right. Same day. I managed to catch the second half of the Sony Keynote. I, managed I, to, I caught part of it here and there for Sony. I managed to catch the Ubisoft Keynote and oh... Yeah, wow. <laughs> oh. All right, so where should we start? Do we want to do this in chronological order, or do we want to just jump around, or what? I say chronological, because I think I posted them in chronological order. Okay, so Microsoft went first. Yeah. Yes. Now, Microsoft's <laughs> keynote was very Kinect-heavy. Yeah. Um, it was, a lot of the applications and games which they show were, were at Kinect integration in a lot of areas which you weren't really expecting. Um, so for yeah, exactly. I, you know, Mass Effect 3, which is definitely a very popular franchise, and I've loved the first two games. You know, one of the things which they, they brought in voice communication as well as, uh, uh, as, well as some other Kinect features. Um, the ability to basically control conversation with voice or give orders to party members, um, things of that nature, which was really interesting. To, for, it seemed for a lot of purists, at least just from nor- other people I was talking to at the same time as the conference, that they weren't that a, a decent number of them were are, are very. It, uh, it seems with the Connect, you can you can either be pro or you can be very anti in the sense that in the sense that I I feel like a lot of hardcore gamers don't want think it's a, a gimmick being added to their pure game. I guess you call it. And I can see, and I can understand that when it's not done well. Because well, go ahead. When, when I th- see a motion-based gaming, it's it's ridiculous. You wiggle the Wii remote, which originally happened. But then you start getting things like um, with the uh, Forza Four. If you have the Kinect hooked up on there, it will follow your head movements. And so if you like literally look into a turn, it it will shift your camera perspective. So you actually will look. Yeah, so you have to be looking at the screen. So how does that work? <laughs> 
it's probably like slight movement. So like just thinking of it as normal driving, right? You're always look forward, but every once in a while you'll turn you know, slightly to look to the right or left. Probably something like that. Yeah, I didn't think past that point. <laughs> now, if you had like three screens, that would be pretty awesome. Well, yeah, that would be awesome nonetheless, but you would have to have three screens then. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I, as far as the Mass Effect uh, voice command, I thought it was actually kind of cool because... Um, or at least the ability to control your your party members and send them to different places and, and go into cover. Because at least from playing Mass Effect Two, um, I, I did that a lot. Except I did it with the with the keys, and it basically takes you out of the game unless you're using shortcuts. I don't know anyone who really used the shortcuts that much, but you know you basically have to put up the whirlwind. Uh, you know, with I think it was like left button, and then you had to direct to which member you wanted and you wanted to target or put people in cover and it definitely slowed down the, the pace at some points it was nice because you could you know get the look of the battle scheme but also it's not as fluid i guess but it, it's kind of hard saying oh yeah this is a brand new thing and i'm thinking about it, i'm like socom did this back in what 99 something like that wow when was so the first socom game god that was a long long time ago yeah it makes you feel old huh yeah ps2 in uh 2003 yep. mm-hmm. so it's like oh voice commands welcome to 2003 so I don't it I was kind of actually interested in the whole fact that you could pull TV off of it like with the dashboard being able to search YouTube and live TV at the same time. Yeah, no that was TV's very cool. Connected. Well, yeah, Bing. It, yeah, it's it's Bing. So, so it's Bing TV but I mean, it, it really is Google TV. It's they, they basically they put the idea. Yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah, I would have to agree. But the only problem is you would have to what get you? Would you have to use a Connect in order to use the live TV with the Xbox dashboard or no? I I think you don't have to. I think that's more for the ease of navigation since you can do voice searching. Um, but I think you would be able to manually type it out. The the one thing which I worry about all of that, I mean, it, it's a cool feature, but of course, I'm sure it's, you know, for one, I bet you can't change your search engine. It has to be Bing. And then, you know, it's it's more of, well, here you can find this here, but you have to, of course, buy it through us, right? Like watching movies through your Xbox rather than do it other ways. Although I think assuming that it also searches, you know, Netflix for you, um, that's kind of cool. But I really wouldn't want to have to... Okay, typing, you have to get either... That's what I'm thinking. Either you'd have to get Connect so you could do the voice searching, or you'd have to get that stupid pad that hooks onto the bottom of right. game controller to type it out, because otherwise trying to type it out using the on-screen keyboard... Would be a pain, oh. yes. Yeah. Mm. So, so other, as far as... What, what game announcements did Microsoft have? Oh, there was lots. We had uh, the Modern Warfare 3. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Halo Four. Yeah, which I don't know about because it's Halo, but it's not Bungie Halo. So, well, but I've, I've, many people have expressed that same concern, and from what I've heard, it's a lot of the same developers that they left Bungie and they are working on the studio within Microsoft working on this. Mm. It's interesting. I have no proof of that whatsoever, but that is what I've heard. Um, there was also the Halo Anniversary Edition, right? The updated graphics, the remake the of content. Halo yeah. Combat Evolved. Mm-hmm. So this is Combat Evolved again. <laughs> Combat re-evolved. Combat um, CE2. I don't know. (laughs) Minecraft. That was surprising for me. Because it's Minecraft. It's not what you would think for the Kinect. No. Um, Although I did see that one Kinect Minecraft mod. Yeah, I've I've seen a bunch of those, which have been kind of cool. Um, so I bet you that's really what it takes trans- a picture and then throws mm-hmm. that into Minecraft. But the, you see, the only thing with uh, I'm thinking with Minecraft, it's all about basically getting your own server with your friends. And how who's how's that going to work with the Xbox? Is somebody just going to leave their Xbox running? Is it a third party server that's up all the time somewhere? That's or is it a server you only have access to when your friends? I, yeah, I don't know. It's. It's it's a neat idea, and I know a lot of people are going to probably do it, but I, I'm not sure, especially since people have put lots of time and effort into what they've currently got in Minecraft. To scrap that just to transfer over to the 360 is, eh. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's probably mainly for people who haven't even gotten a peek at Minecraft, like people who haven't gotten, who don't do computer games, I guess. I, I have heard, uh, in fact, it has been confirmed on this one, it is not going to be a direct port of Minecraft, that there will be differences. They are kind of redeveloping it. Hmm. It's it's not the uh, core developer notch, right? It's a different... It's his company. It is his company who's going to be developing yeah. this? Uh-huh. 
Now, there was two things I actually thought were really interesting, but weren't really um, in their press conference. The first one was the fact that the um, cloud storage is finally coming, which means I could save my gamer tag to the cloud and save games and such. And so whenever I would go over to Dave's to play him, I wouldn't have to go through that wonderful game tag recovery. Which is, uh, you know, on the one hand about damn time, on the other hand, they've got the whole... USB thing now, where you can put your gamer tag on the USB stick. Yes, but then I would have to carry a USB stick around with me, which I don't really do anymore. <laughs> Granted, I'm thinking I probably could just use my phone storage. That would be interesting. Just have it stored uh, on the phone and then just carry it with you'd me? You'd have to partition the phone, because <laughs> the, I don't know how well that would work. Yeah, that would probably be a lot more worth work than it's worth. Yeah. But the other fact is also the uh, beacons that you can set up. So um, if I wanted to, I could set up like a beacon for Portal 2 or something, where if I'm online and you start playing Portal 2, a beacon will show up and say that, hey, I want to play Portal 2 also, no matter what I'm doing. And so you could basically send me a message saying, hey, do you want to play Portal 2? Oh, that's clever. Yeah, no matter what I'm doing, if, it's, if I'm watching a movie, which I don't, but if I'm playing something else and you say, hey... He wants to play Portal 2. Let's let's get him in here. Let's go play. <laughs> I thought that was kind of neat. But yeah, that okay, so there was a couple of games, there was TV stuff, and there was Connect. Lots and lots of Connect. Lots of Connect. Yes. There was uh, one of the things which they de- uh, showed at the press conference was the Ghost Recon uh, Future Soldier. Did you get to see that portion where they were combining, they were building different weapons using the Connect? That was actually kind of neat. Yeah, so the basic gist of it was using the Connect and just using your hand motions, you could combine different portions to build new weapons. And they said they had hundreds of combinations. And, but what you could also do is with your voice commands, you could um, specify certain types of weapons and have them built right in front of your your eyes. And then you could also actually try them out and use the Connect as uh, and pretend like you're holding a gun and use the Connect to shoot with practice shots. <laughs> But the the building interface thing was 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 kind of interesting. I mean, I'm not one for weapon customization, um, just because I don't really take that much time to to think those things out. But just having it, it was something you know out of the movies, right? Uh, out of Iron Man, where he's putting together the suit with the module and just kind of sliding his hands back and forth, and and that's just kind of cool to see. The, the the module part's cool. The sticking your hands out and basically going pew pew pew. Yeah, not so much. Not so much. Not so much. <laughs> I'm sorry, but literally you're sticking your hands out like you're holding a gun. Ooh. <laughs> well, is, it, is it like holding a gun or are you making the gun with your hand, right? Do you, do you have that classic like two? No, no. I think it's you're holding the gun, but granted, I would just want to just point my finger at the screen and go poo, poo, poo. Right. Yeah. yeah. He, he was the guy was pretending to hold the gun, but it was kind of it's kind of weird. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> I've got this hand out here not holding anything, but somehow it's a gun. Yes. Very, very odd. Uh, so yeah, that's all I've got for the Xbox. Yeah, and of course, Gears of War three. They had you know a little bit more information, a demo they played through. Looks like same old Gears, uh, more characters. Ice Cube, I think, was there. Or Ice T. Ice T. All right, I get my ice all mixed up. Is, wait, was Ice T the guy that's on Law and Order? Yes. Ice Cube is the guy who did Are We There Yet? I Yes. yes. I don't True. know my gangster rappers. <laughs> Dave's not uh, hip to the West Coast? No. Not really. Do you know who Tupac was? A gangster rapper who died because he got shot? Yes. And the Tupac Biggie feud? Sure. <laughs> uh, David's white. It's just in. Right. I was drinking when you said that. So <laughs> anything else from uh, from Microsoft? I Not that most of the major stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, After Microsoft came Sony. Sure. Okay. So Sony came up. First thing Sony did, apologize. We're sorry. Not generally the way to start out your keynote, but given what they went through, perfectly understandable. Yeah. What was interesting, though, was the fact that they were apologizing for the inconvenience of it being down and not for the whole somebody might have gotten your your credit card information. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of missed. So. It, what a surprise, though. I mean, really? Yeah. yeah. Do, let's start out our keynote talking about how bad our security is. Yeah. yeah I didn't think that was going to happen. But they did apologize. That was very nice of them. Yeah. What what I found really interesting about the Sony press conference was the manner which it, it was taken in. 
Um, and, and so I, first I'll, I'll explain what I mean by ha- what I perceived. The, the, they had a lot of people who didn't really seem too comfortable talking in front of others, seemed a little on edge or out of place. Um, and it, it was all very uh, mundane tonation, so not much real life to it. So it was, it was kind of boring um, in, in that sort of sense. But from but my interpretation of all of that was that because of all the issues which they were having, um, and uh, one of the things I feel like their PR people were, were worried about was just presentation and just wanted them to have a somber atmosphere to it. So not very, you know, hey, we have this awesome stuff because we're so cool and, you know, not like their commercials, which they use with the, the actor who pretends to be part of the Sony Corporation. Ah, uh, Jack Trenton. Jack Trenton. No, is you it, know, no, we see the actual guy. What's the Jack Kevin Butler? The guy. Yeah. yeah. Trenton's yeah. the actual guy, Butler's the fake guy. But, Butler's the fake guy. So for example, <laughs> if if everything had if there wasn't this big security breach and whatnot, I would have had Butler on, on stage doing this press conference because I think that would have been hilarious. Um, but, last time he did the press conference it was hilarious. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, but yeah, but I, I think, could I could see that where it it when you start out saying you're sorry, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to you know ramp the excitement back up again. Well, they they try to though. I mean, you well, gotta yeah. get it out of the way. Yeah, you, you gotta... had to address it, and addressing it at the beginning was far better than letting it fester and then talking about it at the end. Yeah, really. I mean, they did the only thing they could have done. And they do. I do have to say, they kind of they went for a big punch right off the bat. They said, "I'm sorry, but here's Uncharted three. Look at yeah. this. It's amazing." We're sorry we screwed up. Hey, look, shiny. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a good shiny. I, I mean, Uncharted is like the one game I wish I could play, but so I would have to get a PS3. Uncharted 3, uh, and then what else did they do for the first hour? Because I missed that. Uh, they did Resistance, and they brought up the fact that they were doing remakes of God of War and Ico. Um, did, what was Ico's? Was it just Shadow or was it um, Ico as well? I don't remember. Okay, so remakes, shiny games, really nice yeah. stuff. And then... 3D TV. The NJP. Oh, no, no. 3D TV? Yeah, the PlayStation Sorry, first, branded. The first half was, was all 3D stuff. Yeah, yep. which... Okay. <laughs> of course, they're going to come out with a TV because Sony makes... It's Sony. TVs. They're an electronics company. Yeah. As well as a movie studio and a music agency. No. And a gaming agency. And yeah. Mega Corporation. So yeah, it's going to be, you get a 3D TV, a pair of 3D glasses, a copy of Resistance 3, and it would only cost you $500. That's not a bad piece for that yeah, setup. 24-inch 3D TV. I wonder what yep. other prices are. 24-inch 3D. And they also uh, displayed an interesting and creative use for the 3D technology. Oh, right. I know what's going here. Yeah, so the way most 3D TVs work is you have these glasses that will blank out half of the glass for every other screen, and then it just alternates. Faster than your eyes can comprehend the... Right, so it's showing both images, but you only see one at a time in one eye, and your brain puts it together. Yeah. Well, if you alter this slightly, and you do it with both eyes, and then the other pair of glasses does it on the other set of screens, you could both be watching the same TV and seeing two completely different 2D images. And in fact, if you wanted to up your TV's uh, refresh rate, you could in fact have two people seeing two 3D images. But that's besides the point. Um, well, this eliminates the need for split screen. Ah, I missed that. But that's brilliant. Yes, it was pretty <laughs> amazing. Watch, yeah, you could be watching the entire screen and not be able to see what the other person is doing. Now, anyone else in the room, it's going to give them a headache. Oh, well, yeah, because they're not wearing the glasses. They'll see both images overlaid on top of each other. That, now, oh. now, the interesting thing, which uh, someone brought up this question is, would this work if you are playing uh, multiplayer? So you have um, multi online multiplayer, right? So two people, you have yourself and a guest, and you're trying to play online. Would that mm-hmm. work? Yeah, and why wouldn't it? Well, I was thinking... If... I was thinking networking, delays, because... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. There might be a slight delay between... It's sending you two screens anyways. Yeah. Do you really think it's that much difference between half the TV and all of the TV? Yeah, the delay would be probably in the hundreds of milliseconds sort of thing 
So it probably wouldn't be that bad of a delay. Probably wouldn't be able to comprehend the delay. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. God, trying, to, <laughs> trying to find a 24-inch 3D TV price is ridiculous because now all the websites are talking about the 24-inch 3D PlayStation TV. You could put in your search parameters, not PlayStation. I could, but that involves actually remembering my Google Foo. I think it's just not calling <laughs> PlayStation. Minus PlayStation. Uh, do they even make 3D TVs that small? They do now. <laughs> Best 24-inch 3D TV range online. 3D TV shopper. $324? No, that's not right. Well, these are regular 2D TVs. I just ask for 3D TVs and you give me 2D TVs? Yes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, after all the 3D stuff, Sony came out with the uh, NGP, the next-gen portable. Which is now called... The PlayStation the, Vita. Which is, I think, a horrible name. Well, you're welcome to think that. <laughs> what do you think on the name? I think it's better than Nintendo's new idea. <laughs> oh, we'll yeah, that. we'll get to Which that we'll one. To but, uh, so the, the PlayStation Vita, the new Sony handheld, dual analog sticks, touchscreen on front, touchpad on back, integration with the PS3. Uh, yeah, I feel the same way. <laughs> 3G model. Yeah, it's, um, I love how the 3G will be provided by AT&T, which raised a few boos from the audience. Yeah, people laughed. I didn't hear any booing, but I heard a lot of laughter when the AT&T logo went up. Oh, but price. $250 for the Wi-Fi version and $300 for the 3G version. And I have not seen a report on whether or not the 3G version is contract-based or if it's a one-time fee. That is an excellent point. I would have to believe it's contract-based. I, I would know, believe it'd be something like the iPad. Too, except that, I mean, look at the, the Kindle is not contract-based. That's on Sprint. Well, if you think about AT&T on the iPad, right, for a 3G, you pay... I mean, it's quote-unquote contract-based, but you pay on a per-month-by-month basis. And I, I, I believe it'd be something like that, where you pay to use it for, you know, like 20 bucks, 30 bucks for this month, and you're not, you don't necessarily have to continue for other months, but although it's a month-by-month basis, is almost like having a contract. Yeah, it, it really is a contract, but I'm, I still haven't seen anything saying one way or the other. That's true. That's very true. Though, when it comes to AT&T, you, you know, <laughs> they laughed for a reason. Right. Yeah. I, well, you know, I gotta tell you, if it were not contract based, if it was a one-time fee, I'd seriously consider picking that up. But if it has that fee, you're just uh. If it's if it's a monthly charge, no, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I might get the Wi-Fi. This is. Let me say this. This is the first Sony handheld I've considered buying, <laughs> really? which is very surprising. I generally don't enjoy Sony products, but this looked really good. Even the uh, PlayStation Two or PlayStation One. I yeah I. It was fine. It was cool. There were some good games for it, but there were also some great games for the Super Nintendo. That's true. Now, Dave, what do you think about the PlayStation Suite, which you don't really know much about, but the idea is to put PlayStation games on Android devices. My tablet has a Tigra 2 chipset, which could blast away any of the original PlayStation games. I don't know about the PS2 games. No, that was me accidentally hitting a button. Don't worry about okay. it. Okay. Sorry, that... I accidentally hit the wrong button on my phone, and then it vibrated. Sony, I don't know. It would be interesting. I'd love to get a chance to play some old Sony games on my phone. What old Sony games would you go for, though? Um, do you really need to ask? Final Fantasy? Actually, Chrono <laughs> Cross, but yeah. Well, close and JRPG. Final Fantasy, Chrono Cross, on a trigger. Six of one, half dozen of the other. Hmm. I don't know. It's, it's another... For me, I'm not a big handheld gamer, um, so it's not up my alley, just because typically I don't have time for handheld games. Uh, by that, I mean I'm either the one driving or when I get back in the apartment, you know, I have all these computers, consoles that I'm like, uh, I could use a bigger screen. So handheld, you know, I did get a, a DS, and I really haven't used that much. So, yeah. But that's, I mean, it depends on how it's designed, because I use my phone for mobile gaming all the time. So I guess that here's a question. Do you think that now that phones have gotten to gotten as powerful as they are um, and do have quality games on them or even instances of other games, do you think there's going to be a point where um, handheld gaming is going to decrease? Because everyone has a phone now, right? And well, I, I, let me see if I understand. You're asking, will the kind of mobile phone market impact the quote-unquote gaming market? Yes, 
the handheld gaming market, yes. In the sense that it's no longer Nintendo or Sony getting the money, yeah. Um, in the sense that will it shrink the handheld market? No, I'd argue that it's increasing it. Every phone sold is a handheld gaming platform. There is but, no difference uh-huh. between a person who games on their phone and a person who games on their Nintendo DS. But you're taking away from the heavy hitters. Like, you're going from big names like Nintendo and Sony to basic, almost indie developers because they're just making games for well, the iPhone that's just and for Android. the industry hasn't caught up and started really developing for this. Namco has, EA has, PopCap has. They're publishing on phones. They're publishing on Android and iOS. So they're going to just disappear away from the actual it's handhelds? It's evolving. That's all. It's just evolving. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's interesting things to think about. It's it's still gaming. When I sit here and play, let's see, what, let me pick a game at random. I got like two dozen at this point. If I play Pew Pew 2. <laughs> Sorry, that's the name. Sorry. Keep going. Or Defensoid or uh, Atomic Bomber. That's how all I play that? on my phone. Is how is that different than loading up Pokemon? Well, I think what he means, it, it, there's a couple ways to look at it, right? So you're looking at it as that it is definitely increasing the gaming, the gaming, the overall gaming industry, you know, everyone gaming. But then again, that's one person who's maybe more likely to just say, hey, I've got a phone. I can play games on that rather than buy a dedicated handheld device. Yeah, but what you've got to look at it as is you, you have to change your perspective and say the phones are handheld gaming devices. I don't know what we're arguing about anymore. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. It seems like we're talking about two... Th- yes, the ha- phones are games. Yes, the Vita is a handheld gaming device. I, I don't understand what our argument is. Yeah, I think it was just more of a <laughs> <laughs> discussion on, on... The silence was not helping. <laughs> what it boils down to is what qualifies as a mobile gaming platform, I think. The, I think that you were trying to argue is the fact is... Is it a good idea for Sony to be putting a lot of money and time and effort into creating another handheld device when there is already... It seems like it's a, you're already trying to fight a losing like battle. Hotcakes. You think it will sell like hotcakes? I think the Vita will outsell the Go. Well, of course. Anything. To, uh, <laughs> and in a couple of years, will outsell the PSP. Well, what if the PSP... Well, we can't check the hardware numbers anymore because they don't right. post them. They don't publish them. Ah. <sighs> okay, so it was basically it for Sony, unless you want to bring up some of the games. Oh, like, just, I guess a quick game, Sly Cooper. They had a yeah, trailer that's, for that. That's, Sly, Sly Cooper, Infamous 2. Yep. Well, that Little already Big came Planet. out. Little Big Planet. What, there was something about Little Big Planet? I don't for remember the Vita. that. Oh, for the Vita. Where it's, it's all the tools from Little Big Planet 2, plus the entire library of user-created content, but with the new control scheme of the Vita. Mm. Uh, Drake's Fortune for the Vita. Okay. I'm saying Nintendo now. Okay. <laughs> Wii U! Nintendo, or was it Ubisoft? Well, we're, I, I think we're Nintendo, the main right? three. We'll do the main three. three. Uh-huh. We can I, really, I really don't want to talk about Mr. Caffeine. Wii U. Is it technically a new console, or is it just an updated Wii? It's technically a new console. Yes. With a new controller, which, um, interestingly, you can only have one new controller for the Wii U. Everybody else still has to use the Wiimotes. Wow. <laughs> Are they at least going to be like Wiimotes with the Motion Plus built in, where now it's actually one-to-one? Hopefully. But still, it's like, hey, it's the Wii U. Uh, you can play Wii games, which, um, side note, you can't play GameCube games really? on the Wii U. Yeah. You're losing one step of backwards compatibility? Yep. Awesome. Yeah, they didn't bring that up during their press conference. No. <laughs> Sorry. So it's a new Nintendo console, which is just like the Wii. Yes. Except that it has a new controller which with you, a screen on it. Yeah, 6.2-inch touchscreen. And HD. Yes. Finally. Um, which also, um, another thing is it will not upscale old Wii games. It'll play them native. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, it's got HD capabilities for all future games. Instead of, you know, previous games. Mm-hmm. It has a camera, though, and can do web browsing. So can the Wii. <laughs> I think one of the most compelling things about it, or at least that I found it interesting, was that it could be used as kind of like a secondary display. So if someone else wanted to watch TV, you could continue gaming on your Wii U um, while they're watching TV. So it's a Wii where you don't need the TV anymore. Exactly. Yeah, and it's also got a, uh, its own sensor strip on the, on the Wii U. Yeah. I, I'm so entirely unimpressed 
which, which you, Dave, you're not alone because after this was announced, Nintendo stock had a two day slide. <laughs> well, so a lot good. of people, a lot of people were like, "Oh, it's the Wii U." Hey, you know what? You know, it might be a good time to buy Nintendo stock <laughs> if it's going down. Because what's going to happen when it goes to uh, the the holiday season? Well, when is it actually coming out? Isn't it coming out? Did they announce when it's coming out or no? Um, next year, I guess. Um, they said only the at least at E three only the new controller was on display. So yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then there's a lot of cross gaming capability with it too. I think, right? So you can yeah, play with so you someone. can play things on you can play people on the uh, 3ds and the Wii U at the same time. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. There was the announcement of the Super Mario 3D and Star Fox 3D and Mario Kart 3D. Yep, and Kid Icarus 3D. You guys remember that one? Uh, I don't think I actually ever played Kid. Take <laughs> Dave has it seems <laughs> probably one of the coolest parts of, of actually the Nintendo conference was the opening when they had the symphony playing the Zelda theme songs which I saw about that the Zelda orchestra that will be going on tour cool yeah. VGL cough 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 <laughs> yeah I don't want to actually cough because there would be a lot of noise into the microphone but yeah when I saw that I'm like oh look they're trying to capitalize on VGL yeah yeah Good times. And uh, I didn't know it was Zelda's 25th anniversary, so three yeah, copies. That was Zelda and uh, Metroid and Super Mario wow. hmm. in the last year. That's been crazy. All right, so Can't should we hit the, uh, the uh, publishers? Yeah, I'm, are, are we done with Nintendo? Is that it? I, the Wii U came out. Many people were going, oh. Yeah. It was like, oh, new Wii console, new Wii console. And it comes out, and we're like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Between the big three, before we go on, who, so who won? Clearly not Nintendo. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there was really a winner this year. I, I, Apart from Ubisoft. <laughs> no, I, I think Sony won. Between the big know. three, I think Sony won. Hey, what did Microsoft have? More Kinect. What did Nintendo uh, have? Hey, dog, we heard you like screens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say that Sony won because I know quite a lot of people which during that press conference where I was like, okay, although we, I don't watch hockey, I'm going to turn to watch hockey. Yeah, but I also know a lot of people, especially among our circle in, in IRC and in tax, who are just so tired and done with Sony that they are willing to ignore Sony. Yeah, but I mean, let, well, let's look at the on, on a title by title basis, right? They've got Uncharted Three, which is a major blockbuster. Um, they have Sly Cooper, um, which seems to be a, a mover, a, a shaker, uh, Resistance, and Infamous, right? Um, then there's the handheld portion, which, if that's really, um, which you know, is is on a per basis. Although Modern Warfare 3 didn't really seem much for the 360, I'm sure you have your group of people who like that. There's, of course, Mass Effect, Ghost Recon, um, New Dashboard, Gears of War 3, Halo, um, a little bit of Fable in there. I don't know. I, I have a hard time saying that, that, you know, although everything was Kinect heavy, I think Nintendo, I think, you know, Microsoft's out of the three, I think Microsoft's, you know, uh, conference was more entertaining and, and just and overall felt livelier. And, and I guess I it's a hard question to have. I look, at ETA, I, I look at what the innovations are. What's next coming out? Because that was really the point of the show. I don't think it was something to write home about. This year's E3? <laughs> yeah, it's. I saw the E3 and then I'm like, okay. Who's the winner? We don't know, but we know that we are all the losers. <laughs> <laughs> no, the people who are the losers are the ones who actually went to went the conference. There. No, because they got smoothed and wined and dined. And, well, that, yeah. and but there was a lot... I heard most of the time there was a lot of the news organizations were complaining about E3, about all the, the amount of people that were there and the amount of lines and the amount of smelly people. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting yeah, when you talk about, like, the worst part of E3 was the people who, I guess, don't shower. Yeah. yeah. That's I, I don't know. I, 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 there were some games which are definitely like, oh, this is amazing. Like, I guess when we talk about publishers, Ghost Recon, um, the co-op on that was pretty awesome, I do have to say. Well, I can't wait for Assassin's Creed. I can't wait for the new Hitman game to come up. That one I'm yes. very interested in. I've Assassin's always been a Hitman sure. fan and Assassin's Creed fan. Yes, me too. At least for Assassin's Creed, the trailer was pretty spiffy. Yeah. <sighs> so let's, Is this Assassin's Creed 3? or They called it Revelations, but is it it's, in the place of 3, or is it another filler between 2 and 3? It's, it's supposedly going to end the Ezio's? Enzo trilogy. Ezio. Ezio. Enzo. Ferrari. Luigi, pasta, rigatoni, fettuccine. 
Sorry, I'm just trying to think of every single Italian word that I can. Arrivederci. Okay, those really aren't it. Never mind. <laughs> but it seems to take place in a new, um, in a new location, right? Yeah, um, in basically Constantinople, Istanbul, Constantinople. <laughs> Been a long time gone. Yeah. God. But uh, but, the uh, CGI trailer that was pretty impressive. But when you, I'm sorry. Every time I think of Ubisoft's press conference, I just can't get past Mr. Caffeine. Oh, God. Who is Mr. Caffeine? He was their, basically their MC for the Ubisoft show, and he was bad. He's if you go bad. onto YouTube and just search for Mr. Caffeine, the, the memes are already out there, especially when he tried to do his Wayne's World doodaloo, doodaloo, doodaloo. every single time he went to a presentation. Oh, He was so out of there, and you're just <laughs> kind of like... When you watched it, you were just like, what is going on? You're like, Ubisoft, did you really hire this guy? Were you planning this? <laughs> there were, there was, is he? There were dick jokes. There was poop toothpaste in there at one point. Wow. Yes. Yeah. It, oh, my God. It was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> After it was done, I went, what did I just watch? It, yes, there was interesting stuff there. There were games I wanted to see. Granted, there was no Beyond Good and Evil 2, and I am curious at some point to actually try out Rocksmith, because I want to learn how to play the guitar. Yeah, that was really, that was interesting. I kind of wish, it was one of those, it was one of the many games which I wish they would have actually shown on stage. Yeah. Because I'm learning how to play guitar, and I'm just kind of interested in how they integrated it, and, you know, it sounds like you can plug any guitar into it. You can. You can plug any guitar into it through the phono jack, which is the regular jack for a guitar. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can use it as a controller. Well, yeah, any electric guitar. My apologies. Yeah, let, let's let's just clarify. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard to plug in an acoustic guitar because there's nothing to plug in. But yeah, I mean that that seems interesting. I really wish they had showed it on screen rather than just had people talk about it. Yeah. Because um, I was. Um, it might not be to the point where they could show it on screen. I thought it's been out for a while. Is it not out yet? Rocksmith. I know. Ever I since I, I noticed Ubisoft was the ones responsible for the like ridiculous, sexist, I want to be a babysitter when I grow up series of games, I, I haven't paid attention to them. Oh, it, Rocksmith's coming out in October. So There was another game like this, and, and not called Rocksmith. I wish I could remember what it's called. I know they had it at PAX, um, and I think it was Prime, maybe it was East, but a different company. I think it was just some sort of un, unnamed third company which had a, a similar gig they were trying to push. Well, there's been a couple of them that have tried to go from going from the Guitar Hero Rock Band to actually learning how to play guitar games. I've, I've seen a couple of them. I remember we've talked about a couple of them on the show a while ago. I don't remember what they are off the top of my head. Yeah, I wonder if they're any good or, or you know, what's become of those. I don't know. But man, I would love to play House of the Rising Sun. <laughs> the I'm just looking version? at um, the Animals version, so oh. the original. It's actually very simple to play on guitar, so I would bet you it's going to be on there. Wait, did the Doors actually do a version of... I know the Animals did a version, but... Yes, the Doors did a version of The House of the Rising Sun. It's one of the best versions out there. How big of a guitar solo break is there in it? I don't remember. (laughs) Probably long. (laughs) It's the Doors. (laughs) Uh, So that basically was what we thought of the Ubisoft. Yeah. Uh, What I was going to mention about Ghost Recon before I forget... The way the co-op works, which is really impressive, is that you're playing, you're basically, it's kind of like SOCOM co-op, I guess. And granted, I haven't played much of SOCOM, but um, you can use your voice commands with the Kinect and tell you know, the other people who you're working with what you're actually doing. And you can all breach you know, a couple doors at the same time, each with your own angles. You can, the cover system looked pretty flawless going into, um, you know, when, when the soldiers surround someone to escort them out, you each are looking at different angles and it was just really interesting and intense. So there was this one scene where, um, you and your three other, you know, these are real people. So these are not AI. Three other people are going into a um, are going into this basically a war zone, and one of the people drops down, puts up a drone, and is flying overhead with a drone and kind of alerting uh, the people he's working with. The, your um, you, you know what I mean? Al- alerting the rest of your squad on the positions of the other of the enemies, and 
it just seemed like a really interesting and cool take. Uh, yeah, it's co-op. It's co-op that I haven't seen since SOCOM originally came out. Yes, there there technically is co-op in like Modern Warfare, that sort of stuff with the multiplayer, but this seems to be legit. Yes, a level beyond yeah. what we've seen in years. Granted, most likely all the Battlefield and Modern Warfare people are going to come over and go, and I'm a big, I'm a huge co-op fan, um, and I think that's you know one of the I, I love games which integrate co-op in there. It's I find it better to play with people than against people. Exactly, it's a lot more fun. It's yeah. an enjoyable factor. So um, should probably hit games. EA quickly. Okay. One thing I'm actually looking forward to is the run. I'm not sure about the on foot sequence because no racing game should have an on foot. That was kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> you, wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just thinking, thinking way back the Nintendo Track and Field. Oh. Oh, well, with the connect, you actually have to run in place. Yeah, you can't just get down on the, the, the ground pad and, and just it with your fists. Oh, I just do that all the time. I wonder if you could full connect with a video. <laughs> what hack the uh, hack the connect and put a? No, just put a TV in front of the connect. Mm, Dave, I what I need you work. to do <laughs> is go buy a connect. And a really big uh, there's TV. There's one downstairs, Andy. Okay, so I need you to get a TV or a projector and a sheet. That way you can make it life-size. You got, you need, I need you to try this out. <laughs> well, perhaps if you come to this side of the state, we can work something out. Okay. But I'm, I've been a Need for Speed fan, especially the uh, illegal street racing sort of things where you're racing against the cops or you are the cops, which is why I love Most Wanted a lot because I love taking people down. Bam. So that's that's the one thing I loved from the EA one. Mm-hmm. I really need to finish Mass Effect 2, though, before I can get my hands on Mass Effect. I need to finish Mass Effect 1. What am I talking about? Yes. <laughs> finish Mass Effect 1. Yes, you Play do. Mass Effect 2 before I can even look at Mass Effect 3. Yes, you do. And there was a Battlefield game, which I think I'm so over. <laughs> Uh, more Star Wars, the public cinematic stuff. Give us gameplay. Yes. Give us gameplay. Videos are nice, but I would like to actually know what it would be like to play the game. Yes. Because you're going to sign up for an MMO. <sighs> that is true. It's an MMO, so it's out. My bad. <laughs> yeah. There is a chance I could sign up for an MMO. Yeah, but, but I know Andy, and he won't. No, no, I won't. You have an excellent point. <laughs> so you don't even need to worry about gameplay, Andy. True. I'm just saying in general, though, cinematics are nice. But when it comes to the super nuts, gameplay is what you need. Yes. It could look badass, like, um, oh, the game with the dog on the PS2. Dead to, Dead to Rights. PS2. I do believe it was called Dead to Rights. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think. Yeah, but yeah, it was Dead to Rights, yeah. That game looked really cool. After you started playing it, though, for a bit, not so much. Cinematics are awesome, but gameplay, not so much. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I think that's what that's what some of the vendors did a better job than others. Like, of course, Ubisoft. One of their big titles was Rayman Origins, or at least Rayman in general. I I personally have not played any of those games, but all their demo was was just the developers playing with someone else, which is kind of fun to watch, and it showed you what the game had to offer. But then you get things like the Assassin's Creed trailer, which was pretty cool. It was. I I do have to admit that was pretty awesome. So. Those were basically E3 in a nutshell. I, once again, will say, meh. Glad I didn't go. Yeah. That would have been a $300 plane ticket, and I would have been, uh... Yeah, there was one game, and I'm trying to remember what it was. Maybe it was maybe it was Far Cry, but basically it had this guy who was then tossed into uh, you know water, tied up, and was holding his breath and trying to swing up to the top. Do you guys recall this trailer at all? Gets to the top, gets into a helicopter after shooting his way through it, and helicopter crashes. Not ringing a bell. <laughs> I think it might have been Far Cry. I'd have to. That's the other problem with E3. It's everything all at once. <laughs> yeah. It was Far Cry, Far Cry 3. That actually looked really compelling, uh, or at least it, it, the, the graphics look awesome. I'll, I'll put it that. Far Cry 3 graphics look pretty awesome. <sighs> All right, well, that was E3. We should probably hit our rest of our stuff. But quickly, Dave, I wanted to point out from last week's episode, I was right about the liver. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw, I saw, I saw. Liver grows back. Yep. And in, in, I... I guess. Maybe. Okay. They claim that the liver can regenerate. It can. Re- it's the only organ that can. Then why do so many people get liver disease? Well, I, 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 Could you just cut off part of the disease? I'm, so what happens if you cut a liver in two? Do you get two livers? I don't know. All I know is that the, the human liver is one of the few organs in the body that can regenerate from as little as 25% of its tissue. Right. Says, so, so I'm so saying so cut it in half. You now have 50% twice. It should grow into two livers. I'm not a doctor, damn it. That's what I need you to do, Andy. (laughs) Is get a medical degree? Go into an ice bath. (laughs) No. 
No. Yeah, I. You know, this article claims you're right, and I. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, we should quickly hit our games. Dave picked Sim Farm. Woo! Dave's a farmer. Farming. Oh yeah, Farmville. I played Farmville before. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> was it really just Sim City on a farm? It, it was, you owned a farm. So you so, choose what plants, what crops to plant. You had to, to water them. You would to buy pesticide and herbicide. At one point, you could get a crop duster. I love how the official name is Sim Farm, Sim City's country cousin. <laughs> yeah. So it was like Harvest Moon. Oh, it was closer to Sim City than Harvest Moon. Okay. But yeah, it, it was Sim Farm. I played a lot of the Sim games. Up until The Sims, when I gave up because I thought it was terrible. Really? Yeah. You you like the grand scheme of controlling things, but not when it gets down to an individual person? I think so. Somebody's got a god complex. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> you see, I liked my Roller Coaster Tycoon. That was a fun god complex sort of sim game. Especially since you got to um, pick roller coaster, build roller coasters. And if you had a bunch of people who did not like your um, amusement park, you could just throw them in a pit or drown them or do whatever you wanted to do with these people. It's <laughs> always fun. Been... Everybody who you hate, you just put them on a roller coaster that does not have a finished track. So you just <laughs> kind of just launch them off into oblivion and then you just tear down the roller coaster afterwards. I was a mean person. Mm-hmm. And there was all the roller coaster sequels, but I still haven't finished the original Roller Coaster Tycoon. So There's a finish to these sort of games? Well, they have achievements where you have to get so many people in your park in so many years, or you have to get so much money, or ratings, this, that, and the other thing. You yeah, could I keep playing them if you wanted to. I always thought finishing these games was the point where I started just uh, you know, having Godzilla go through the town, or setting off massive amounts of tornadoes. No, yeah, the Roller Coaster Tycoon had actual goals. So <laughs> maybe that's why I liked it so much, because after a while, it's the short-term stuff just doesn't work. So, okay, so those were the games. Um, up next is the random review, which um, this week we're talking about Woot. Toast, did you ever, have you ever used Woot? I have used Woot several times to get t-shirts and so forth. Ah, you've used shirt.woot. Shirt.woot. Yes. So one of the sections of Woot? Yes. Which is now are. owned by Amazon, right? Yeah, uh, Amazon bought Woot, and Amazon told Woot, hey, just do what you do. Very cool. So there's actually four sections of Woot. There's a regular Woot, which um, if people have any idea... You're right, there is five. Um, there's regular Woot, which um, is like an online store, but only offers one thing per day, and until that sells out. So think of it almost what Groupon was sort of based off of, I'm just explaining to the people who don't know what Woot is. And then there's Shirt Woot, which sells shirts, Wine Woot, which sells wine, Kids Woot, which sells kids' items, Sellout, which is actually partnered with Yahoo. They sell things on the Yahoo webpage. And Dave just hung up. <laughs> Damn it. Hello. There he goes. Hello. Yeah, I'm on my phone. <laughs> my computer Skype died, so I'm on my phone. All right, Dave. Well, we were talking about Woot. Woot! Woot! I need to buy something from Woot soon. Why? Because Laura's laptop went kaput. Why does that mean you have to buy something from Woot? Well, I don't need to. It's something needs to be bought from Woot soon, I should say. So, a laptop as... will be... Bu- Never mind. Okay, anyways. <laughs> as far as computer deals go, does Boot have the best ones out there? It has good ones. Um, I The last major thing I bought on Woot was the tablet, and it's been really nice. Oh. I've enjoyed having this tablet, and it has the same internals as a $600 tablet, and I got it for 250 Nice. So I'm a fan of Woot. I'm not actually sure what the last thing I bought on Woot was. It probably was a bag of crap, which... Um, Generally is a bag of crap. Yeah, but I did get a nice speaker system through one of my bags of crap. Cool. Which, which is kind of funny, because it's an item that only costs a dollar. There's $5 shipping on everything, but um, you don't know what you're going to get. And for some odd reason, these things sell out all the time. Because people are idiots. And because they can include things like high-definition TVs. Yeah, you don't know what you're going to get. You might get something good, you might get something crap. You just you might get 10, uh, what were they? They were 10 iPod Nano version 2 cases. <laughs> I got a box full of wind-up mice one time. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. How much Those are these things Christmas usual? gifts, didn't they? Yeah, um, the, the bags of crap, you buy three bags of them. Bags of crap are, are always $3, and you get at least three items, and it's $5 shipping. Yep. Everything is $5 shipping. The shirts, though, you ship for free unless you want them overnight or international. Then it's $5 shipping. But it, the, the $5 shipping is really interesting because it's everything is $5. 
whether it's like a, a uh, washer and dryer. Yeah, well, I was going to go with the, the small one first. So like a potted plant or a, a ream of paper. It's $5 it's, shipping. It's sold paper. It's $5 shipping. Or a washer and dryer, including delivery and installation. Well, not installation. It was just white glove delivery. Ah, That's pretty awesome. But still, $5 for shipping a washer and dryer. That is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a great site. It's owned by Amazon now. We brought that up when you uh, lost oh, your connection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good job there, Dave. Skype fail. Yeah, no, I've never gotten one of those grab bags. I've only actually gotten things from shirt.woo, but I'm going to have to try this out in the future. My, yep. my, I think most of my t-shirts now are from Woot. <laughs> shirt.woot is getting very, very popular. I got a random shirt from shirt.woot. Yeah. It was the... Uh, Original Cake is a Liar shirt nice. that I already owned. So you have two copies of it? Yeah. And it's a bright orange shirt, so I don't look good, you know, in prisoner orange. I have that shirt. Do you look good when you're orange as a pumpkin, Dave? I don't know. People don't seem <laughs> to complain. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's a great site. If you want to check it out, feel free. Every single day there's something new, and it shows up at 1 a.m. Uh, Eastern, Eastern time. Midnight Central. Central. Oh, there would be an advantage to moving to Wisconsin. <laughs> what, you get it at midnight rather than 1 a.m.? Yep. Your, your time zone is a little better. Time so, zone for wooting. So that was Woot. Um, random random top- topic. Yes. I rolled ahead of time. Random topic. Does landing at the airport or driving through a state by car count as visiting? Yes. As yes. long as you make a stop when you're driving through it. I don't know about the airport. Yeah, if you land at the airport as and you don't you leave the airport, out. it doesn't matter where you're at. You could right. be on the moon. You could say, I visited the airport in such and such a city. There was actually a guy, though, who um, he had some world record about visiting the uh, most number of countries or something like that within a certain time period. Yeah. Most of those just involved, you know, going through customs, getting a stamp on their passport, and then turning right around again, not actually even leaving the airport. Yep. So, world record. Yeah, according to Guinness, you are um, visiting a country, even though you don't leave the airport. But I don't, I don't know if I would count it, because most of the time on the cross-country trip, when we stop someplace, we stop at a gas station. I'd and still say that counts as visiting. Now, we actually would visit someplace in Fargo, because we actually, well, granted, we stop at a Jimmy John's, so it's not really visiting someplace yeah. in specific to Fargo. Jimmy John's and the, the liquor barn. No, no, okay, so the liquor barn, something is unique to North Dakota. No, that is way too much of a stretch. <laughs> Either it is or it isn't, and I'm saying it is. Now, visiting Mount Rushmore in South Dakota, that was something where you could say, yes, I went to South Dakota. Because you went to a national landmark? Yeah, something that was specific to South you know, Dakota. Maybe, maybe that Jimmy John's is a local landmark. I don't believe it is. It's the last Jimmy John's in <laughs> that direction until you get to, like, Seattle. <laughs> but I don't I know. It's a tough Jimmy one. John's in Seattle. I mean, how far off of the highway do you need to go then, Andy, to be considered being part of the state? Well, that's what I'm thinking now. Is it, you would have to go visit something that is unique to that location in order to say that you visited it. Fargo is unique to Fargo. <laughs> but it's... If you're going to a national... Wait. No, wait. So you're okay. telling me if I drove straight north... Right, I start in Ohio, yep. and I drive north on 23 onto, what is it, 96, and keep going north, and eventually get up to the Upper Peninsula. I have not been in Michigan. You've been on the highway. You, you are not visiting Michigan. You are traveling through Michigan, but right. you are not. The question isn't, are, have you visited the place? It's, have you been there? Does landing an airport or driving through a state by car count as visiting? It oh, says well, it in the question. No, it, it does not mean you were visited, but it does mean you've been there. So a definition of to visit, an act of going or coming to see a person or place socially as a tourist or for some other purpose. Ah, there we go. There you go. I have not visited Montana, but I have been there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, because we did stop. Like, I see it as not, granted, we stop at a pizza hut, but that's still, we actually go and travel off the highway. No, no. Because then I see, then I get to ask you the question, Andy. Off the highway, do you need to go? Is okay. one mile away from the highway enough? Is two miles? You have a point there. Yeah. It is. When I first saw this, I thought this question was kind of ridiculous. But then, then the more I think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, there is a point. It's a point I didn't see right away, but now I get it. Mm-hmm. So okay, so that 
visiting and traveling, two different things. Two different things. Okay. I have been to many states. I have not visited many of them. Gotcha. Okay? Yes. So, Wonderful. Toast, thank you for joining us. Um, we let all our guests uh, plug something. My if so pleasure. if you would like to plug a website or something of some kind. Uh, well, I guess what I will plug is one of the things which we've been working on in PAX IRC. It's a movie podcast where we record film commentary for shows as well as we have some random chatter segments where we just have random discussions about various things. It's called Irresponsible Random Chatter, and you can find it at ircwebcast.blogspot.com. And uh, yeah, just search for Irresponsible Random Chatter and uh, take a peek. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you, Toast, for joining us. And I'm sorry that my Skype decided to crap out. It was uh, Glad I, I had my phone on standby. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right. Well, see you guys later. Yep. Have a nice day. Bye.